Good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. question for the day is, have you ever had a divine encounter with the Lord? That's a good question. You know, those kinds of encounters that change the very course and the uh, trajectory of your life. I have had a few of those in, in my life. And the one that I, that comes to mind is when I was actually not doing what the Lord would have me to do. I was actually fighting against the will of God and the Lord spoke to me so clearly that it was audible as far as I was concerned. I could hear him and he let me know that this that you are doing is not my will and it will not prevail. You will not be successful and you need to yield to me because that is ultimately what is going to happen in your life. That which I have laid out for you. So you can fight against it. You can kick up against the prick or you can yield to the will of God. But either way, you can go the long route or the short route, but either way, my will will be done in your life. Mm, That's a good answer. And I'm going to read to you Genesis 28, starting at verse 10. And really the heading of this particular verse is called Jacob's dream. And it says in verse 10, starting with verse 10, it says, now Jacob left Beersheba never to see his mother again and traveled toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed overnight there because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and laid down there to sleep. He dreamed that there was a ladder, a stairway placed on earth, and the top of it reached out of sight toward heaven. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. And behold, the Lord stood above and around him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your fathers, father of the God of Isaac. I will give to you and to your descendants the land of promise of which you are lying. Your descendants shall be as countless as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south and all the families meaning the nations of the earth shall be blessed through you and your descendants behold I am with you and I will keep careful watch over you and guard you wherever you may go and I will bring you back to this promised land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you then Jacob awoke from his sleep And he said, without any doubt, the Lord is in this place. 
and I did not realize it. Isn't it something to have a divine encounter with the Lord and at the time not realizing what is going on? Jacob, he had to leave his father's place as a result of him tricking his father and believing that he was the one to receive the blessings. And you know what? I once thought it was the mother that sent Jacob away, but it was the father. It was Isaac that sent Jacob away in order for him to live because he knew that his brother was after him. When Jacob left, he was going on a journey, a journey that was purposefully designed for him. And this is where he was going to meet God. When he was laying sleep, God revealed himself to him and he began to speak to Jacob. And Jacob rose and says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Have it ever been a time in your life that you recognize that the place that you're in, God is there with you. And sometimes it might be in a place where you didn't even expect that God would even speak. It might have been in a place where you have thought that no one would be able to find you because you're hiding for God from God. But then God steps up and begin to give you a word to let you know there's no place that I can't go because I am the sovereign God. When you have a divine visitation from God, it's an encounter that you know because it will change the your life forever. I'm not talking about when you, you know, you felt God moving as you sung the song. I, that's wonderful. And we need mm-hmm. to do that every time we sing a song and every time we read the scripture and every time we gather ourselves together. But there are those times that actually imprint upon your life to such a degree that it changes the very course of your life. And it's those times that God sends the direct, the, the redirection. Sometimes if you've ever used the GPS in your car and you've been traveling on the, the path that it has laid out for you and you miss a turn or you miss an exit, or maybe an exit is, is blocked off and the GPS recognizes that you have missed it or, or you need to go a different route, it will say recalculating route, and it will give you a whole new route. Those are the, those encounters with God sometimes is when God recalculates your route in life, not because he has changed, but because you have gotten off of the path and he's putting you back to where you need to be. And sometimes he does that by speaking to you so emphatically, so uh, precisely that it really shocks you back back to where you need to be. He will speak to you like he did with Paul on the road, with Saul on the road to Damascus before he transformed him into Paul. He let, The Bible says that a light shone from heaven and knocked him off of his beast. And God began to speak to him from heaven to say, Saul, Saul, why are you fighting against me and my will? And you know, then after that, the one who was with all fervency in his heart, chasing after the Christians to kill them began to be one of them and preach the gospel which 
once he despised. It's those kinds of life encounters that change the very rest of your life. And this is what Jacob is experiencing here. You know, there's there's a song that they used to sing called Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing mm. Jacob's Ladder. That's where the song comes from, from this text, is because Jacob dreamed about this ladder with the angels descending and ascending to heaven. And he began to uh, understand the will of God for his, God began to show him some of the pieces and parts of what he was going to do in his life. You know what, when you're talking about the angels ascending and descending, it says that the heaven, the earth, the ladder was extending to the heavens and down to the earth. And do you know, angels are messengers of God and God will oftentimes send angels to give you a message. And that's exactly what was really happening with Jacob. Those angels were ascending and descending, giving the message that God had given straight from heaven down to earth. That's just the way it is. I mean, God's plan for our life started in the heavenlies and God will cause even his angels to bring the message to you in order for you to know one that he is with you and one that he's called you to this place. You know, there are times when we are in places and we hear God. Have you ever heard uh, people say they were in a bar on a bar stool and they began to hear God speak to them in the bar? I mean, have you ever heard someone say that in, in our own mind, we're saying God didn't come up in no bar and he did not tell you anything because God would not be in a place like that. We don't know where God would be. He is where he choose to be. He said, those things that you think that I'm not in, he says, those are the things that I'm in. And he says, and the things that you think I'm in, those are the places or things that I'm not in. No matter where you are, God will find you and he will begin to speak to you. He's omnipresent, so he's everywhere at the same time. He, there is no place that you can be that God is not. Everywhere you are, God is there. David said like this, if I make my bed in hell, I'm finding out I can't get rid. I can't get away from him no matter where I go. If I ascend into the heavens, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. Everywhere I go, there is God. There's no place that you can hide. Isn't that something David says that if he makes his bed in hell, he's there as well. You know why? Because like you say, God is omnipresent. It says in the Bible, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. There is no place that you are that God can't be. And that's exactly what happened to Jacob. God was letting him know that I am with you. Don't be afraid. There's a promise that started back with your Fathers, fathers that I have given and it's going to happen through you. You're the one that many nations is going to come from. And so God wanted him to know that really to prepare him for the journey. Because if you remember, Jacob had to go through some things in order for him to finally realize what God had for him. Well, you know, in Genesis 17, God is one of the places where God has given this promise to Abraham, making covenant with Abraham that your seed will, you know, will be blessed and your seed seed will be blessed. And I will make your seed as numerous as the sand. And God has given him that covenant. And Jacob is uh, in that lineage through which that covenant will be fulfilled. So God is reiterated and reconfirming through Jacob's dream that I am going to do what I have 
have already promised. It's already been set in motion. And the one thing that I was thinking when you were reading the scripture about the angels that were descending and ascending and how God was standing at the top of the ladder when they would uh, ascend into heaven is that you, you mentioned the fact that angels are ministering, are ministers of God sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. And what it shows me with them ascending and descending and God being at the top of that ladder is that we know that God sends them to minister to us. He sends them to give answers to our prayers mm-hmm. and think about it because when the prayer of, was it Daniel was held up? The Bible says that God give, gave him to know that your prayer was answered the first day, but there was a war going on in the heavens mm-hmm. and the angel got held up with the answer. That's the angel descending to bring you the answer. But the good news is that it shows me that they, that they go up and they come down. Mm-hmm. So he not only comes, brings the answers down, but they also take things up to God as well. They are the ministers that God uses to serve at the people that are heirs of God. But the ultimate, the good, the best news of it all is that God is the one who's standing in his dream at the top of that ladder. Mm -hmm. So they don't just take them up there and then try to figure out how they going to work it out. But they, these things go straight to God and God takes care of it. And he's watching over them in this dream, watching them descend and watching them ascend and making sure everything that is supposed to happen happens just like he's planned it to happen. And I just want you to know that God has made covenant with you. God has given precious promises to those who are heirs of salvation and he is guarding his word to perform it. He is standing over that word and making sure that everything he has promised is happening in your life just like he intended. That doesn't mean that it's happening the way you want it to happen, but it does mean that it's happening according to his divine plan. What shall we say then of these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? Amen. Now, it doesn't mean they won't come against you. It means they won't prevail Absolutely. against you. And you know what? When you were, when you were talking about the angels of the Lord and going ascending and descending, I remember the Lord had given me a dream about the angels and they also, and I heard in the midst, now I'm asleep and I can hear it was like the spirit of God was speaking to the angels and he says, lift your hands up. And he was talking to the angels. And as the angels began to lift their heads up, I, uh, their hands up, I heard him say, the angels are doing warfare on your behalf. And I'm thinking, I woke up, I could remember that voice saying to me, the angels are doing warfare on your behalf. He has sent his angels to fight on your behalf. And he is, even if he has to step in the situation himself, he's going to make sure that the promise that he's given you is going to come to pass. When you get a little taste of that encounter with God, it's something that you want to run after. That's something you want to press into. If I could just press into your brain. Somebody tell the Lord if I could just press. If I could just press. Press in your presence. Behold the beauty of your face. If I can just press. Press in your presence. And never leave this place again. If I can just press, press in your presence, and leave all my cares with me, I will behold, I'll still believe. 
I'm telling you, once you have tasted of the Lord, there is nothing like it. It makes you hungry for more of Him. If I could just press into your presence, Lord, get into that place where it's me and you, you and me, press into your presence. You know what? I can imagine when Jacob had that encounter with the Lord and he woke up and he realized that the Lord was with him and that he that the Lord was in. He was in the Lord's presence. I can imagine that he was in a state of awe that the God of gods will come and visit me. And, you know, when you have those encounters with the Lord, it's like you've got to run after and chase after. It's it's like I, I want to have that presence again. I want to have that experience with God again. It will change you. You will chase after God so that those things that were a hindrance in your life, they begin to fall off. Why? Because you are chasing after his presence. You're in his presence. And those things that are not like him has to go. And you know, have you ever watched somebody, I mean, somebody who poured a nice cold cup of, of soda, whatever it is you like to drink, a cold cup of water, and, and you can hear the bubbling of the ice cubes as the, as the liquid pours Fizzy. over it and it's crackling. Mm-hmm. And then when they drink it, they make that sound like, ha, ah, like they've just been, mm. their thirst has been quenched and it's the most refreshing thing they've ever tasted. To the point where it could be something you don't even like to drink, but the way they drank it, the expression they made, made you want to try (laughs) it. And that's what the psalmist meant when he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you press into the very presence of God, you will encounter him in a way that makes you want to tell everybody else that you got to taste him for yourself. Mm. You got to try this for, listen, if what we're talking about sounds foreign to you, if you've never had that supernatural encounter with God, if you've never had that life-changing experience with God, if you go to church and listen to the preacher sing in the choir, serve on the usher board, go to the Sunday school, but you never encounter the God that you sing about, the God that they preach about, the God that we teach about. If you never encountered him for yourself, this is the day when you need to try him for yourself. Mm. God is not a respecter of persons. He wouldn't have you sit by and watch us drink from this fountain that is so rich and so full and you not get a taste of it for yourself. The water is being stirred today. The water is being troubled. And I ask you, have you tried the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you tasted of him? Do you know him? Do you understand that he is the one that can change your life from the inside out? He can set your life on a different trajectory, no matter what it is you have done, what it is you are doing. God can do anything. Have you pursued after the one that has chased after you for so long? Mm. Have you surrendered to him and given him your life? Because when you do, you two will know what it's like to awaken from a deep sleep and say, my God, you are in this place. He has given you an encounter that changed the rest of your life. Oh my God, that that is powerful. Matter of fact, the scripture says that with thy love and kindness, I have drawn you. And we can substitute that word, say with thy love and kindness, I have wooed you. I mean, have you ever have 
been wooed by the Lord, when he just continues to show himself to you, making himself real to you, that nothing else matters in your life. And you know what happens? Your desires begin to change. I believe that's when he talks about that he will give you the desires of your heart because when you are in his presence, your whole desires begin to change. That which you used to desire no longer have an importance in your life. You don't even want to taste it. You don't even want to go to those places no more. It's because he's giving you an encounter with him that all you want to do is to chase after him. When you are chasing after God, people begin to notice the change that happens in you. Matter of fact, you might lose some friends because you have now... You, you will lose some You friends. will lose some friends because now you're not doing the things that you used to do. Why? Because you've had a divine encounter with God. You know it's real. You know there's a song that says, yes, he, uh, God is real. He's real to my soul. And the reason why the person can sing that, sing that is because they have experienced him. You know, no one can come to me now and tell me, you know, you're serving a false God. No, you should have done that years ago now because now I've tasted and seen what God can do and I find that God is good. And so whatever you got to say to me to try to flip me over, it ain't going to work because I've tasted God. I've seen him work. I've had divine encounters with God. I've had him to speak words that will ignite my spirit when I was feeling low. I'm telling you, God God has made that impression upon my life that people can no longer come to me and tell me that God is not real. I mean, I know he's real and he's real to my soul. I thank God for that person who made that song. Yes, God is real. He's real to my soul because I have encountered him. And you know, that is so interesting because while you were talking, I was jotting down the words to another song about how real Jesus is. And I am convinced. Vincent fully persuaded the reason that people don't understand the power of God is because they have not had that encounter with God. They have not had that experience with God. They have not tasted of the, I didn't say you don't go to church. I didn't say you're not faithful yeah. to the ser services of the building, but you have not had an encounter with the God whose name is on the building. Because when you have an encounter with the God whose name is on the building, it ceases to be a religious uh, preoccupation for you. It becomes a relationship, one that you thirst and hunger after, one that you, like Paul will say, now I follow hard after him mm. that I may apprehend, apprehend him who has apprehended my soul. He has pursued and wooed me, as you said, and now I've got to chase after God. And that is why I was thinking about the song that goes like this. It says, real, real That's Jesus yes. is real to my me. Soul. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him, but you know what? I can't live without him. That is why I love him so, because he's so real to me. He's not real to you because you haven't had an encounter with him. I guarantee you when you have tasted of the goodness of the Lord, there is nothing anyone can say to you to deter you, to dissuade you, to change your heart, because you will be able to say he's real. He's real. Jesus is real 
to me. Oh, oh yes, God. he gives me the victory. I don't care who else doubts him. I can't live without him. Uh, and that is why I love him. So he is so, so real, real to me. me. You know, even while you were talking, I was thinking about Gideon. When Gideon was in a, he was hiding from the enemy. He was taking care of himself, me, myself, and I. He was taking care of his own crops that when the enemy would come, they will not take his or destroy his, his crops. But one day, God sent an angel to call him and say, mighty man of valor. And I mean, Gideon was, uh, I'm sure was shocked. Are you talking to me? Yes, mighty man of valor. And God began to tell him exactly what he was going to do. I mean, God will do that. If God comes upon you and begin to start speaking unto you, telling you what your purpose is, telling you your name. You know, people may give you a name, but God is That's able to change. That's not the name God called That's you That's not by. the name. Even with Abram, Abram, his name was Abram. Abraham. But, yeah. but God changed it to Abraham because he had a, an encounter he with God. He took Saul from yes. Saul to Paul. God will call you by the and what name happened to Paul? that represents your destiny. Saul was the persecutor of the people of God, but Paul was the one that wrote the, Come on here. the greatest content of the New Testament. Saul was the one that was a hater of God, but Paul was the one that says, I now preach the gospel that I once despised. I'm telling you, when God transforms you, when God calls your name, he calls you by a name that might be unfamiliar to you because he is calling out of you what he has put into you. And it might not look familiar because you haven't seen it manifested, but keep on walking and God will make oh, you everything he dreams he for you to Jacob's name. Changed he said, no name. longer shall you be called Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. Israel. And do you know what Israel means? The one that have prevailed. To this day, we still reference Israel because that's the name that God gave him. And when God has an assignment for you, he is going to make sure that you make it through. God is the one that's going to see you through. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word, the divine encounter everyone that's listening to this broadcast, that they will have a divine encounter with you, that you will send your messengers to speak to them, God. And when they have had that encounter with you, that they will rise from the place that they're in with a new mindset, with a new heart, God, to go forth and do what you call them to do. Some, dear Father God, are on the path. They're, they're running the race, oh God, and, and seem to be, dear Lord, a little weary, God. But we you step up into their dreams. Give them the courage to go on even a little while longer. God, speak to each one who is listening upon this broadcast and God, give them an encounter with you that God, that they cannot dispute, that they cannot deny, and that they will know that it's truly you that have brought them to this place. God, I thank you and I praise you, Father God. Be with us every step of the way, God.
We thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.